Is it weird that the songs from our artist of the day have lined up perfectly with the topics we've gotten into, Steve? Who's crying now from Journey, <laughs> our artist of the day? I know you're not crying with Tom Brady. No, not at all. Uh, Glad to see him go. He tormented my team for years. Not many Buffalo Bills fans are yeah. shedding a tear. It, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I mentioned that Tom Brady beat the Bills a lot, but you guys sucked. So it didn't matter. You want to you wanna talk about having your heart ripped out. He beat my Steelers in AFC championship games and stopped them from going to Super Bowl. You, he stopped you guys from getting to four games under 500. <laughs> that is a fair point. That is a fair point. As we are joined by our final guest on the show today, uh, John Rook, columnist for Patriots.com and uh, the voice of the Providence Friars. Uh, John joining us now. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, great to have you on. How are you today? Guys, good to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so uh, February 1st, 2022, uh, Tom Brady said he was done, and we all know how that played out. He he said, you know what, just kidding. He came back and uh, played one more year, and now exactly a year later, February 1st, 2023, says the same thing. says he's done, but this time it's it's for real. I I, I guess uh, let's start with the announcement, and, um, you know, I think we were all kind of half expecting it, but we were half expecting he was going to play forever. Are, Are you surprised at all that Tom Brady decided now is the time to hang it up only a little bit to be honest with you i mean tomorrow is groundhog day right yeah. so uh, and then april fool's day is just around the corner right so uh, you know who the hell knows don't be surprised okay don't be surprised if he does say he's coming back if only to sign a one-day deal to retire as a patriot Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be fitting for uh, for all, all parties involved. And you know, I mean, you you had a chance to cover him for a long period of time. I mean, when you think back on his career, I mean, what stands out to you? I mean, we all know about the seven Super Bowl rings and whatnot. Is there is there something we may not know about him as the player or as the person that that you could share with us? You know, um, I would tell you that you know, in the dealings that I that I had with him, just from walking through the corridors of, of Gillette over the years, um, he was always polite, cordial, businesslike, professional. Uh, you know, would never go out of his way to avoid you. Uh, we were just, you know, I mean, it was it, we were all at a common goal. We're all working for the same team. We're all being paid by the same family there, but there was no sense of. Uh, Oh, I don't know, separation or, you know, classification or anything like that. So, I mean, he was just as normal as everybody else. And he was just Tom. I mean, that's the way, you know, uh, you know, you know, people largely treated him, at least uh, in our building. I, I can't really speak for Tampa Bay, but I would tell you that, uh, you know, that nobody really, they didn't really give him much thought. He was just, he was there. Uh, he was a part of the team. Everybody knew the talent that he had. Uh, everybody knew that, you know, that they were going through something that could have been really just sort of transcendental uh, at the time that it was going on. But uh, you know what? It's just Tom. And believe me, he got his chops busted, you know, more times than you can imagine within that locker room. You know, Coach Mack used to tell us here that the Patriots fans could thank him for getting Drew Bledsoe because of because of how he coached the Patriots. But then, if it wasn't for just one injury to Drew Bledsoe, some guy named Tom Brady, you know, we may not be talking about a seven-time Super Bowl champ, you know, or you know, right. you know, or or the greatest of all time. What was that like, you know? Maybe you could talk about how he got started and how he ended up where he is. Well, Paulie, I tell you that in all honesty, uh, I think the one person that you can really thank for the beginning of the Patriots dynasty is Mo Lewis of the New York Jets. 
okay? Because he's the one that put the hit on, on Drew Bledsoe and led, you know, Coach Belichick to, you know, saying, all right, let's put the kid in there and let's see what he can do. And then when he got his chance, he didn't give it up. You know, and I would tell you that I, I just got, I had a chance to speak to Drew at a function, oh gosh, it's probably been about two, maybe three months ago. It was before the end of the season. And um, that still bothers him to this day, the fact that he really didn't get a chance to, you know, fight for an opportunity to win his job back after, you know, he had his blood vessel sheared in his chest and darn near, you know, drowned on his, you know, his own bodily fluids. And I hate to be gross about it, but that's really technically what happened to Bledsoe on that hit. He got hit with such force by Mo Lewis that day. So, uh, but he's accepted it. He's clearly moved on from it. And and uh, I think he understands that, look, sometimes when history is being made, you are just a piece of the cannon fodder that, you know, falls out of the cannon as it's shot. And I think Drew realized, feel, you know, realizes that that's where his, his destiny really led him. He had a great career himself. He'll still go down as certainly a memorable figure in Patriots history of not NFL history because he played for a couple of teams. He did manage to play for your Bills a little bit as well as, you know, my old favorite team, the Cowboys. So, uh, But he was met with varying degrees of success. But as a number one draft pick, he can't ever have that taken away from him. And, you know, given the choice between him or Rick Meyer, which was the choice that, you know, Bill Parcells made back then, Parcells wanted to go with Meyer. And that, of course, is what led Parcells on down the road anyway to, well, if you're going to let you coach the players, you got to you know, be able to choose some of the groceries, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. And, of course, that just led to another, you know, historical set of events as well. I don't think anybody's going to argue with the way that it turned out. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And, you know, John, when you look at, at the great ones in in sports, right, um, you know, Tiger, uh, Michael Jordan, um, you know, on down the list, Wayne Gretzky, they, you know, when you hear about him, you say, well, those guys were just different. What, what what was it about Tom Brady that made him different? Obviously, he's a very skilled player, very smart player, but, you know, the competitive nature. Like, what, what made him the, the greatest of all time at his particular position? I think it was his ability to pay attention to detail, even the small, minute uh, things that you or I and even a lot of the, the guys he played with just wouldn't pick up or wouldn't notice. He was absolutely focused on the minutia because he didn't want anything to beat him. And I've never seen the level of focus and concentration. I've rarely seen that on on, uh, on athletes, uh, professional or otherwise. And clearly, you know, for an athlete to, to be able to perform at that kind of a level uh, and perform under that kind of, you know, self-made pressure, there's a lot of sacrifice that you have to go through, you know, with your career, both personally and professionally, to be able to realize that. And I think we all realize now, unfortunately, over the last six months or so, the sacrifice personally that Tom has made in order to be able to get this far. And, I, you know, in that regard, when you look at it from a human perspective, I'm not surprised at all that he's decided to hang it up now. It's probably a, as good time as any for him to regroup and see, you know, how he can, you know, take the next stage of his life. But it was that ability to pay attention to absolute detail to me, which is what separated him. You know, you said don't be surprised if we see Tom Brady sign a one-day contract so that he can retire with the Patriots. Um, you know, we all saw the, uh, you know, the, the marriage, for lack of a better term, between Brady and the Patriots, you know, kind of fall apart. We saw the final days. How is the relationship between him and uh, you know the, the the people running the franchise right now. The you know the Kraft and, and Belichick and I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? If if sure. uh, you know some time has uh, has healed those wounds, I guess so to speak. 
I, I think it has. And and I don't know that there were any real gaping wounds that needed, you know, medication. I think, you know, time usually heals most wounds. Things kind of scab over, right? And and I think it's happened in that regard. When they split, it was just business. And it was hard, but the Patriots weren't in the position to be able to pay him the kind of money that he could command on the open marketplace. And he had, and you got to look at it from Tom's point of view, he had taken, you know, the hometown discount for a number of years to keep the team as competitive as it was for so long. Uh, and, and, of course, the Patriots made some really shrewd moves in the free agent marketplace as well, getting, you know, underpriced free agents that had felt like they had something to prove. That's that's really how the quote-unquote Patriot way was built. And, you know, and that's fortunate. We may never see that again in this, you know, my, me, you know, uh, I, we, you know, era that we live in. I don't know how often we're going to see that again. So it was pretty extraordinary. And I think the crafts understand that. I know that Bill Belichick does. Bill still speaks glowingly of Tom, you know, every opportunity that he gets. In fact, some of the first pictures, memorable pictures that Tom, uh, uh, you know, uh, posted on his IG account uh, earlier today were of him and Bill Belichick and uh, of him and, and the Patriots, you know, with all due respect to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they can kiss and make up pretty easily. You know, how did Tom Brady end up with the Patriots? What did they, you know, who made the decision? It was a six-round pick, 199th overall in the 2000 draft. You know, he seemed like an afterthought, you know, maybe the biggest yeah, steal in was- draft history. Yeah, it was Dick Rabine, the late Dick Rabine, who was the quarterback's coach for the Patriots uh, at the time. And he's the one that saw, you know, Brady in the film. Uh, and they said, hey, look, you know, we get down to the, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round, and we have an opportunity to draft this guy. We should. And here's why. Because he's just got an intangible that, you know, doesn't really equate to, you know, his foot speed and his athleticism and everything. I mean, my God, you know, he, Tom's been, you know, kidded for so long, you know, because he's, seems to be like a Clydesdale running around the field out there when he's trying to, you know, sprint up the field or what have you. And, uh, and, 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 but there was just something that, you know, Coach Rabine saw in him. And so when it got to the sixth round, it's kind of like, you know what, let's take a shot here. And that's, that was really the call that was made. And it certainly turned out to be rather prescient. Uh, nobody realized that it was going to end up being an historical selection, you know, uh, a Hall of Fame selection. But he's the one responsible for seeing that, you know, that certain – you know, something, something in uh, in Tom Brady, and that's how the pick was made. Yeah, he was uh, he was very correct in seeing a little something. Uh, I do have a, a a current Patriots question for you. Uh, we saw Bill O'Brien is is coming back. Um, you know, we know there's a, a local connection here. Doug Marone, who is it was close personal friends with Bill O'Brien. I mean, they're as close as you can be. There's a lot of sure. speculation out there that Doug Marone may join the staff as well. Uh, former Syracuse head coach here as uh, as the offensive line coach. Do you have uh, anything you could share on that? Is that is that just completely a rumor, or do you or do you see a path to that actually happening? Well, as far as you know, the factual nature of that. I mean, uh, look, I know Coach Marone as well from not only his time at Syracuse when I used to cover you know uh, the old Big East football uh, league, but um, uh, also his time at, in Jacksonville. And you know, I think he's a great coach, and I know that he and Coach O'Brien have a uh, a good relationship. And so when I first heard that, you know, a couple of days ago, I'm thinking, wow, that's a bonus. 
that would be a great step in the right direction because something that the Patriots have needed certainly on the offensive side of the ball is direction on the offensive line because that's part of the reason why Mac is you know out there you know screaming at people because nobody can seem to block him when he needs the extra time block for him I should say so uh, I hope that it happens now this factual nature of it it makes perfect sense doesn't it I think it'd be a great landing spot I think the Patriots have any kind of success you know on offense and number one you know O'Brien's probably off for another head coaching job and maybe coach Marone would be as well this has always been a place and again part of that mis- you know mystical Patriot way it's always been a place for redemption for whether it's it's either an athlete or a coach or you know somebody in personnel and think of you know how you know the, the Belichick tree in that regard really has gone on it didn't work out too terribly well this year, I think, for either Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. But I would tell you that if those guys come around next year and they're cast in proper roles, that it certainly could turn around for them. And I think that's really been the, the biggest issue. They were just miscast. Bill Belichick, miss, uh, or let's just say uh, he underestimated and misfired on this one. But you know what? You know, even Einstein, you know, manages to make a mistake every now and then. You know, the guy, what, flunked high school math or whatever it was. So, I would tell you that uh, I think that would be a great move, great step in the right direction, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see that move happen. All right, we will uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, John, really appreciate the time today and the insight. Thanks so much for coming on. We uh, we do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, fellas. Anytime. You guys.